This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Hello to the Mam Fam and to the Mam VIPs here on the main feed this week. For a little bonus episode and uh, a little Oscar talk. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we're finally in the midst, in the depth of uh, Oscar season here on the show. Brian couldn't make it uh, this evening. He had to save his vocal cords for Pixar's Hunter, which we'll also be reviewing this week. Uh, but this gives Richard and I an opportunity to step aside and to talk about Lady Bird, and mm. no one loves first ladies more than Richard Barton. I know. I'm pumped, man. I, the the long-awaited biopic of the Yang to LBJ's Yang, Lady Bird. And this, I definitely saw this movie, and I saw it, and I enjoyed it, and I thought the portrayal of Lady Bird Johnson was fantastic. Is that good? Does that That's pretty much it? And <laughs> yeah, uh, where right. can we find you online? <laughs> you can find me online. <laughs> um, wow. Um. Actually, Brian saw the movie too, uh, but we didn't think tacking this on a Pixar episode or something like that was appropriate because of the uh, reception and the discussion that this movie kind of is getting and that it deserves. And so here's an opportunity for us, again, to step aside and uh, to talk solo about Lady Bird. And um, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for this. Uh, This is kind of the first movie of the year that I felt like, okay, here we are. We're starting to, the good ones are starting to roll here. You know, I, I've always I felt like we were kind of in the hangover from the summer for a little bit too sure. long, and never really felt like anything good had come along to kind of push us into the fall into the award season. And but this this I definitely feel like we're there now with uh, with Lady Bird. Um, but Richard, yeah. uh, I haven't caught up with you in a long time, and the listeners the listeners are really curious too. Uh, to know a little bit about your trip, you you took a honeymoon trip, something nah, like that. Not a just honeymoon, a, just a yeah, vacation, just, just a vacay. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Christmas, uh, I got Sarah a cruise for Christmas, and then I found out I I had to go because on. of the Florida Georgia Line song and her affinity for it. And Absolutely, you had to get her a cruise. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted well, and you did this whole karaoke thing when you gave it to her. <laughs> Absolutely, my and my rolled the yeah, windows down. Yeah. Well, I wanted her on our last cruise together in the Caribbean. She had gotten half the Fort Georgia line kind of tramp stamp done, but we ran out of time on the excursion, <laughs> so we had to go back to the tattoo parlor yeah. in Cozumel Have and to. finish the job. And it looks fantastic. <laughs> um, it looks fabulous. Yeah, I did a cruise. Uh, I did a Caribbean thing out of Miami. And uh, went to the Grand Cayman, Grand Cayman yeah. in the Cayman Islands, which was great. Did a cool uh, catamaran, singray, swimming, snorkeling type Now, what, what's there. the difference between the Cayman Islands and the Bahamas? Just uh, different well, location or? They're, uh, no, it's they're, it the same. They're, they're at war together. 
they are very much at war together. No, they're different island chains. So uh, okay. the Bahamas are east, more east of what Florida, um, and whereas Grand Cayman is kind of south around Cuba ah. uh, from Florida. So uh, and so yeah, so we did the catamaran, which was cool. I'm a big people may not know about me, and I don't even know if you know this about me. I'm kind of a um, I I don't know what the word is. It's got to be some Latin word for this. I love sailboats. I have a weird. <laughs> I'm a sailor. I'm sailing. <laughs> I am like I. Whenever you see these, like real, you, know, you see stories about billionaires and their lives. All of it seems stupid and way over the top, except for the part where they have like a 21 million dollar sailboat. And I'm like, I absolutely get that impulse. That's exactly what I would do with the money. Um, so that was fun for me just to be on a sailboat. I don't get to do that very often. I would sink it within seven minutes. <laughs> well, I didn't drive it. Oh. There was a there you was hire a somebody to do it. Yeah, that's you know a re- really cool guy from Grand Cayman named Dexter. Shout out to Dexter, yeah. uh, as only a man in Grand Cayman can be named. And uh, so yeah, Dexter took us on that, and with a few other couples. And then uh, we went to after that we went to uh, Roatan, which is an island off of Honduras, which was really cool and beautiful. It looks like Jurassic Park. Um, it's really like heavily forested and stuff. So, mm-hmm. a little Grand Cayman's nice. Like the water's really nice, but it's super developed. Like it looks like it looks like a suburb just in the middle of the ocean. It's not really like oh. naturally beautiful itself as an island. You know what I mean? So, like at least not the part where I was on. Um, so it's kind of like if Bedford, Texas, was just floating in really beautiful blue water. <laughs> And you're like, I guess that's pretty. Suburb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, at least so. it's developed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's primitive. There's pros and cons to yeah. it, but at the same time, it's not well, until you get out in the water, which is, which is stunning. It's not necessarily uh, gorgeous. Um, and then Rotan was beautiful, and we had like an all-inclusive beach day plan there. However, it it monsooned on. Like, it rained so hard the whole time we were there. So that was kind of. So I just I just sat in a in a tent type apparatus. And uh, ingest yeah. it. It was an all inclusive, so you know you can imagine the amount of food and alcohol. Oh yeah, when it's raining, that I was able to <laughs> to ingest somehow <laughs> it made it back to the very boat. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. There should have been some yeah. kind of representative from Guinness somehow there to witness it. <laughs> made it back to the boat. Yeah, my cheap Irish jeans kicked in. I was like, "This is free." I, was, <laughs> I wasn't even hungry. I'm just mowing down quesadillas that were terrible. Um, and then the next day we went to Belize, which was beautiful. Did an all inclusive kind of beach day there. Um, which was lovely and met some nice people that were on our boat. So kind of made some friends like I do. And then the last day was Cozumel, which is just like tourist trappy, but it's beautiful and there's a beach and we did that. And then on the boat, yeah, just hung out, ate a lot. I don't do, I don't partake in shows or any of that tomfoolery. I basically use the ship. If anyone does a cruise, uh, I would ne- had never cruised before, before I, going on one a, a couple years ago with Sarah. So uh, I don't. I didn't know anything about it. It's my third one now. Um, just don't splurge on the room because you're never in there. Just get the cheap interior room, and just treat the boat as like a really as an Uber with a buffet on it that's driving you to nice islands. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't. So I like. I just sleep and I eat a lot and I talk to people. I don't partake in any of the tomfoolery, but a lot of people seem to enjoy it. So that's great. And then, yeah, back to Miami, spent a day on in Miami on either end of the trip too, which was nice. Tough. Nice. I was, I have to tell you this though, if anyone knows me, I haven't told Brian this, but uh, mm-hmm. the most angry I've ever been was in the Miami airport uh, because I was used to, um, used to uh, eating whenever I wanted. 
uh, on the ship and at the stops i was i had we were in the airport and i hadn't eaten in like three hours and i was the most hungry i've ever been (laughs) it's amazing how quickly your body adjusts to just being completely pampered food wise and so uh, I'm like, I'm so starving. And so, you know, that ever happened to you where like you get a terrible fast food in your brain and that's all you want. I don't know if this ever McDonald's. happened. It was McDonald's. So I was like, oh, I want when you're in an airport, do you want McDonald's? I it's like, God, <laughs> it's I, I can't stand McDonald's. Immediately walk into an airport. You're like, Egg McMuffin? Where? Where? Exactly. Hash browns? So I, <laughs> I had that. I had McDonald's on the brain. Yeah. And so there were some nicer, like, you know, kind of Cuban style restaurants or Miami food or whatever. And I'm just blowing by them because, like, a quarter mile down this long terminal, I see the end. Oh, arches. Yep. See the arches. So I just start hauling. And I, we got to the airport pretty early, got through security really quickly. So it was like, I got time. I'm, gonna, I'm loading up. I'm just going to be so happy. I'm going to sleep with feeling terrible on my flight. So I book it down. I have a picture. I block the quarter mile terminal just already you know that thing where you're pre-eating it like your saliva is already Mm -hmm. tasting like what you're about to eat because you're so excited yeah um and so i'm just hauling to the mcdonald's and i get to it and i find out the m was not the m for mcdonald's (gasps) it it was m for the miami heat uh merchandise store no (laughs) there was no mcdonald's in an airport no mcdonald's and no. worse, Miami Heat gear everywhere. Oh, <laughs> and I'm a Mavericks fan. Yeah. I hate the Miami Heat more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh it was about as angry as I've ever been. So, I, I just so killed you, a I you, killed a stranger. You settled for Burger King or Wendy's? I got no worse. I got what's the one that's hot Nathan's hot dog. Oh ugh. that's yeah. all they had? <laughs> it was that was all. That's all and the like, junk food they had. And you know, that's it was junk. stupid. That was junk. It was foolish. I got some like ta- something called tailgate fries. Big shout to Nathan's if they want to sponsor us. Delicious. Uh, but I was just I had spent so much money on the trip. I was just not. There were some nice restaurants in the Miami airport. I was not willing to spend more than like eight dollars because of principle. Yeah. And so uh, I got I got Nathan's, but I That's was funny. I was it was terrible because I was my I, my mouth was set on McDonald's flavor. And instead, I just saw like Udonis Haslam jerseys. Yeah. I was like, "That's a weird this McDonald's decorated bizarre." And then I was just furious. So anyway, <laughs> that's weird, the end of my trip. Weird tribute to Chris Bosh here, but uh, <laughs> I guess he was a good just, good player. Oh, I just still just go his jerseys on sale. Oh, what is? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I go up and still order. Yeah, uh, <laughs> quarter pounder. Please. I'll take a quarter pounder fries, diet coke, and uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get this Dion Waiters jersey as well. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. um, all, all that to say, uh, did you catch up on any movies on the flight or cruise or anything like that? Uh, um, I watched, it's a good time to yeah. rewatch movies that uh, you previously seen. Maybe it, you want to just be. brush up on. What did you do? I saw the movie. They had movie night every night on the boat out on the pool by the pool. Ooh, it was mostly kids movies. They so Jaws. I no, they showed. They saw. I watched Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Two one night, like an hour of it. Yeah. Um. And uh, that was cool. And then on the way there, I think, yeah, I watched, uh, I don't know why, it was the only thing. You know, I, I don't like to call out companies because we're always about sponsors, but I don't think American Airlines is ever going to get here. American Airlines needs to get it together with their on-demand sitch. Um, I fly Southwest and American most, mostly. Southwest definitely owns with the, first off, you can bring your own device, which is cool, and then B way better like tv selection and movie selection but i watched um about 45 minutes 
of um, Snatched with uh, Goldie Hawn mm-hmm. and Amy Schumer. It was not. It was not good. <laughs> Did not I don't do like well. yeah. because of my status as a semi-professional critic. I like to preface this by saying I did not watch the entire movie. So I don't like to review things I didn't see all of unless I walk out in the theater. That's different, obviously. But so I feel bad that I only saw 45 minutes. I hate judging it. So, you but said, I would say I, I the 45 minutes. I, yeah, I know. Well, you're on an airplane. Yeah. It was like that or like um, Arthur, like the old 80s movie with Dudley Moore. It's like, That's what? It. Who's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like the yeah. worst. Who's buying the rights to these? Um, it was a bizarre bizarre thing and i had a giant uh i guess it was heading out of the country but both ways i had a 767 like old school 80s yeah. boeing 767 which was weird for like a miami to dallas flight that's not that long of a flight but i'm sure it was heading elsewhere both ways but yeah that's that's pretty much my trip man it was it was uneventful it was nice got some re- relaxation read a few books saw some cool places i always say you know cruising is like the appetizer sampler of vacationing where you can kind of spend eight hours in a few different places. And then if one really kind of tickles you, you go, you know what? Next vacation, let's just come here for a week. Uh, let's just get the mozzarella sticks next time. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was solid. But uh, it's good to be back. We did some episodes yeah. with Brian yesterday. Um, back in the fold, boys. It's, it's good times. Good times. How about you? How have you been, man? You know what? I've been good. Just, um, just kind of bearing this uh, NFL season and uh, ready for it to be over. And um, that's pretty yep. much it. Catching up on a lot of TV, a lot of movies, and uh, it's been good times. Um, I, uh, in that, in that regard. I always think, you know, every year I think, oh boy, how, boy, this is exciting. When the Cowboys lose uh, at the end of the year, um, uh, which is sad. I'm a Cowboys fan. That's never fun. But I go, oh, yay. I'm going to get my friend Kent back, but I never do because it's like, it never ends for you. I always feel bad. It's like, I always think your life's just going to be cake until September. But then before I know it, you're doing draft stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're just, I mean, it slows down a bit, but the the bad part about it is when I'm the most free is when the worst movies are out. So it's January (laughs) and February and uh, we're going to see triple X five or whatever it is. Kellen uh, Lutz, Kellen Lutz, whatever his name is. Yeah. He doesn't let you down in February. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I. He's the king of February in my book. <laughs> but um, no, it's been good. But uh, so what? Tell me, better movie, mm. Snatched or Lady Bird? Wow, that's tough. Both. Yeah. I bo- I felt empowered <laughs> as a female for both. Um, but I would have to say because of Saoirse Ronan's beautiful performance as Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> and the way they handled um LBJ's you know kind of accidental rise to power and the way they kind of covered her relationship with Sam Rayburn as kind of a father figure for her and how that really helped Lyndon's political career <laughs> um I have to say it's it's Lady Bird by <laughs> What if I did this whole thing just the whole episode, <laughs> it was just clear never. I didn't see it I was just <laughs> BSing my way through it and I actually thought it was about Lady Bird that, That's actually that funny cuz uh <laughs> that happened on uh local radio earlier today I was listening driving Oh really? and they they were saying they were going over the Oscar buzz movies or something like that and uh they said Lady Bird Johnson movie is doing really well <laughs> And uh, they had to come back the next segment and correct themselves and preface. It's like, 
don't go expecting to see a Lady Bird Johnson movie because that's not what it is. We're sorry. If anyone and, were uh, to make one, it would yeah. be Greta Gerwig, though. I mean, yeah. the voice, you know, that's definitely her wheelhouse, I would say, is, you know, kind of uh, shy first ladies is what I think when I think <laughs> shy uh, first. Greta Gerwig's first. Yeah, it is. It's just <laughs> shy first ladies. Yeah. You know, old anyone books. can make. Yeah. <laughs> Um, very lacy clothing you know (laughs) just kind of flowing in the wind well yeah when she does her mary todd lincoln one that's the one i can't wait you know (laughs) yeah that's the one that's gonna tear people rip people um it's good to see her back though because love greta last time we talked about greta was when she was doing that pilot for how i met your dad yeah that was so weird that she was involved in that yeah, and and she was uh, on Colbert promoting this film and talking about that experience and just kind of where she's been uh, over the past few years, really. Yeah. And uh, what happened was, is they there was this huge thing. How I Met Your Mother ended. Uh, they were going to spin it off to How I Met Your Dad. They shot the pilot. She said they took it to Las Vegas, and uh, they took it to a focus group there. And basically, they give you a knob. So you turn the knob left if you don't mm-hmm. like it, and you turn the knob right if you do, like throughout the entire show. And they and she said that when they were watching the show, they were turning the knob left only when she was on screen, <laughs> the entire focus group. And so they didn't, they obviously didn't pick up the show and didn't move forward with it. Um, but she said that kind of wrecked her, you know, when sure. they hate you I, that much. Yeah, um, like the general public just kind of hates you. Um, it's awful context for her to be seen in that. It, it just seems like a weird fit now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think it was a blessing for that not to happen for her. Uh, but she's super talented. We talked about her a lot. Uh, Francis Haw, it might've been in my top 10 that year. Uh, I definitely movie, yeah. recommended it. Uh, it wow. was really cool. And I think it's still on Netflix, but she's great in that. And, um, her the the whole movement she's involved in um with i hate to say Lita Dunham but the whole mumblecore kind of movement uh genre that she's known for i i really enjoyed her work and she's been something that we someone what we've rooted for and you yeah. only want the the best things for the people that you root for and um and so having said that lady bird is the most successful movie ever on rotten tomatoes the most it's crazy the most uh uh, it's received the more positive reviews than any other movie. I think Toy Story three might have been number two with 163 yeah. recommends, and this has 170 or wow. and growing at this point, and they're all positive, zero rotten, hundred. Well, that's about to change so. because I hated this number. <laughs> uh, You're the one guy. <laughs> I'm the Armand White. Can we please get accredited for Rotten Tomatoes just for to, so Richard Bard can be like, didn't really get it. Never really understood what they were going for. You know, I read those LBJ books and none of this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just and it says Richard Barton, LBJ biographer, <laughs> like whatever. LBJ Just historian. It. It I can't do not anything about it at all. <laughs> LBJ historian. <laughs> it goes down to 99% because some idiot just didn't understand. Yeah. I forgot, by the way, Greta Gerwig was in Jackie. So that yeah. might have been the genesis of this. <laughs> You know, yeah, she's uh, she's, like, she's covered two back to back. So I don't actually know the genesis of <laughs> Lady Bird to the name, but it, maybe there's some kind of connection there with LBJ. I'm, I'm assuming there is. <laughs> I random. mean, 
maybe it's a trilogy, you know, like, you know, <laughs> she's, you know, maybe Pat Nixon is next. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Greta Gerwig's Pat Nixon. Biopic. <laughs> wow. That's going to um, be. Okay. We'll Great. stop those jokes now. Yeah, we're done. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this is a really, really interesting movie. It makes me excited for for Oscar season. It's, uh, you know, we talked about, Brian and I did a VIP episode this week for broadcast news. And a lot of what we talked about on that was the really delicate uh, way it mixes in the drama and the comedy. Um, and how much I love those kind of movies that are kind of all over the place tonally and feel like real life. And this certainly, uh, certainly does. Um, there's a few kind of things that are very, uh, interesting about it, but you know, the, I think the, the two lead actresses are fabulous. I've, you know, it's so funny. I've been, uh, I didn't know this until about like three or four years ago, but I, you know me, I like love, I love listening to podcasts that are like long form interview with anyone. And a lot of people that are actors that I really, really respect, they always talk about this like kind of Chicago theater scene of the seventies and eighties and how it was the most exciting acting and acting training going on and these various companies in Chicago um, of these people that all kind of came from the scene. And it's, it's tons of actors, you know, but it, it's so funny. All of them always say, um, I saw Laurie Metcalf in this play in Chicago. I, you know, Laurie Mac- Metcalf taught me this, but, and she's the best actress I've ever known. And but all these really people, tons of people you would, you would really know and respect from Nick Offerman to, you know, everything, everything, everyone. Uh-huh anyone that comes from kind of the Midwest. And so it was like, it was cool to be like, I mean, and I always thought Warren Metcalf was really great in Roseanne and things like that, but it's, you've never really gotten to see her do something in the, in the least in the film world. That's like worthy of her apparent, uh, prodigious talents apparently. Um, so it was really cool to be like, Oh wow. She, it felt great as someone who didn't get to go to cool avant-garde theater shows in Chicago in 1984, even though I was, I wanted to, yeah. uh, <laughs> It, it was cool to get to witness someone. She's a powerhouse in this. I mean, I can't see how she's not nominated for supporting yeah. actress. She's she's great in this, and and so she wrote and continues to be, uh, you know, such a such an interesting young actress and can with such an incredible range, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really interesting film. But I'm excited to talk about it more with you. Yeah, uh, I thought I mean, this is first of all Greta's first directorial debut or her first movie directing, I should say. And um, I was extremely impressed, first of all, just with her knowledge and um, technique behind the director's chair, you know, in uh, in the director's chair. This was uh, just the style that she showed. I mean, the the, the way this thing is edited, it's definitely a polished film. It's not like she just sat there and said action and then threw this thing together. I mean, there's technique here. There's definitely a, a... a distinct style to what she's doing. Yeah. And, uh, that's just really impressive. The first time out of the gate to see like, wow, this is somebody that could have directed five or six or seven or eight great movies by now, just with how much she knows about how to make a movie. So yeah, I was really I impressed. Wonder, I wonder how much, you know, she's partners, domestic partners, dating, whatever, Noah Baumbach, uh-huh. um, for, I don't know, six or seven years now. I wonder, I didn't really, what I, no, 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 no. I would never say that. No, yeah. but I, I wonder, I, I think I'm really kind of marveled at this um, because it didn't reek of any of his kind of style. Pretension? It was a re- yeah, well, he has, yeah, he has his own kind of Wes Anderson mm-hmm. uh, thing. But, you know, to me, it was a really 
if you had told me and and uh Greta Gerwig's gonna direct her first film and by the way this may read as like sexist I would say the same thing if she was the director and it was Noah Baumbach's first film but like someone that's you know an actor or actress that's that's uh with someone that's a director you would think if they were to spin off and do a movie on their own it would, it would kind of reek of that director just kind of by osmosis and uh stylistic choices and things like that but this didn't feel at all yeah. like him it felt really really unique and and I such a testament to her like this is so her own voice and she's always been a really interesting actress um who makes cool choices and really has she's just cool right i mean she's always yeah. been cool um it felt more to me like alexander payne richard linklater john hughes yeah it was it much did, more like, Linklater Art house or anything yes. like that you know it felt way didn't have more... any affectation to it it right. was more linklater like this is just we're gonna let these characters exist and let's all find out what happens to them in here that's a great comp yeah um it in a very complimentary way this is kind of the seinfeld uh, thing of a movie about nothing. I mean, this is right. like when I recommended this to somebody, uh, I saw this over the weekend. And so when I got to work this week, I wanted to tell people like, Oh, I saw this movie. You should go see it. It's called lady bird. And they're like, Oh, what's it about? And then I am like, uh, it's about this girl in high school. And she's like, got a family, you know, like that's, I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. explain what it's about and that's what it's about. But um, it's so charming, and the performances are so genuine, and you care about the people and the relationships and uh, what's going to happen to every person in the cast and and the setting and, and the city of Sacramento for some reason. I never thought I'd feel sympathy for that or them, but I do. <laughs> Vladi <laughs> Divac was incredible. Yeah, in this, I, I thought. mean, it was incredible. When they brought Jason Terry in, it was <laughs> – that's when you really uh, – no. Um, but it – it it worked on so many levels, but in the simplest way. I mean, oftentimes the movies that I come out on top of the year talking about uh, towards the end when we do our top 10 episode are the ones that you and I would make. I mean, this remind Richard, this reminded me of something that you and I would have done. I mean, yeah. all the little stuff about growing up in a private school and, yeah. and the, wearing the uniforms and the girls having to get their skirts checked and everything that we grew up with. There's so much of that in this movie sure. that I really, really liked. And I mean, this was weirdly set in, I guess it, it's not weird for Greta because that's when she grew up, but in like 2002, 2003, like right when we were in high school or going into high school. So it's like a really weird time for a movie to be set. It's not like current day. It's not like in the 60s or 70s. It's just like that time when Crimea River was number one, you know, yeah. <laughs> that random time in in the aughts. Uh, yep. So I really like that about it. That drew me to it personally, but totally. um, I'm just from a technique standpoint, from an acting standpoint, from uh number three, a writing standpoint, this uh, it was home run for all three mm -hmm. of those aspects that I look for um, in a movie. So yeah, it blended comedy and drama real well. I would say it's more of a comedy. Yeah. It made no, me laugh a lot, but yes. it, it definitely has a, a tearjerker moment or two towards the end. But mm -hmm. um continue. I've been taking the stage no, a little too much. Go ahead. No, I think, you know, um yeah, definitely for our you know, Greta I think is about our age. And uh so there's something that maybe we got out of this that that others wouldn't to the level that we did just because it's like oh that's that was my high school experience yeah we went can i also went to a, like a private school it wasn't ritzy like that one but it was it wasn't you know, catholic it, it was it wasn't uh, catholic it was but it was like yeah yeah but you know we know what the uniform stitch is and uh 
And uh, for me, you know, like <clears throat> I had a, uh, I, I was raised pretty much by a single mom. And so like that, like very, very close to even though, you know, lady birds, a, a girl and, and, uh, and I'm, I, I wasn't and currently still am not, but the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but that kind of like very symbiotic kind of almost codependent relationship and the pressure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that can put on you both on both ends, you know, the pressure to be everything as a parent, the pressure as a kid to not stress out that one parent or to not to go too far and abandon that one parent. Um, for me, it's something that really resonated with me just because of my particular life experience. So I, it, you know, it's, it, we talked about this, uh, we talk about this sometimes, sometimes I'm hesitant to say something's truly great, uh, because it's so truly great for me because of things I've gone through in my life and how uh, how personal it felt. So I, I, I sometimes think I'm can be blinded by that. But to me, this seemed like sort of a and, and I suppose Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and 170 critics agreed that this is sort of an objectively really great film. And I think, I mean, unless there's some killer stuff, uh, I think should walk away with with some Oscars, maybe a screenplay and a, a performance because. Yeah, I, I can't imagine things being much better than this. I, I'd be surprised if it won Best Picture just because these kind of this size of movie never really wins Best Picture. Um, think, but something. Uh, it's gonna, I wouldn't be shocked at all if this is Best Original Screenplay or you know Best Supporting Actress or Best Actress or something. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, I would say Searship will probably get a nomination for Actress. Um, yeah, but she's going to be up against Meryl Streep, so you know how that's yeah. going to go. And and Francis. Right. Um, and I would say Laura Metcalf will probably get a supporting actress nomination, which is um, really cool, which is going to be cool and well-deserved. Uh, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if Greta gets a director and a screenplay nomination for it as well. Um, can't really say any other Oscar categories. Um, Maybe some yeah. critics, maybe some critics awards it'll win because of just how well received it's been amongst the critics. Yeah, so. I had it for I did this kind of Oscar preview thing. I'm going to put in the uh-huh. newsletter next week, and uh, I've got it in front of me. And I think it'll. I could see it to be so. I did five films. Why I'm excited for them personally, and then awards that could be uh, in line for to be nominated for. And I put uh, this one as original screenplay, lead actress, supporting actress, best director, and I could see this getting a best picture nomination. Oh yeah, nomination um, for sure. Yeah, I think it'll definitely so. So I think it could conceivably get five nominations, which is nothing to shake a stick at, and it could win one or two of those. Which right. I mean, granted, we haven't seen the rest of the crop from this year, but but this is a pretty this is going to be a heavy hitter, yeah. I think, at the awards. So the National Board of Reviews list came out today. The winners, nice, um, yeah. And so Lady Bird won Best Director, um, Best Supporting Actress. Nice. So uh, that's where it won. I don't know what it was nominated for, but yeah, I think um, Metcalf has to be um, the front runner right now for supporting actress number one because it's a incredible performance. Mm-hmm. But I think, and that's sometimes a weaker category, the supporting actress, um, because God forbid we write two good roles for women in a movie. Right. Exactly. Um, Sad, but <laughs> no, I mean, it's just how it is. Uh, so, and she seems Probably like, like five a, women were nominated from Hid- hidden figures or whatever. In one category. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's the only movie about women this year. So, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but so, but I think also could be a contender really to win because like I talked about earlier, it seems like every actor has 
She's like the actress's actress, you know. Um, oh sure. So she could she, have a lot she, of love Meryl Streep won uh, best actress in this uh, in this uh, National Board of Reviews. Reviews okay. named her best actress. So yeah, that um, looks like it's a you know. There's two stripes, two types of Meryl Streep nominations. There's ones where she's nominated because she's Meryl Streep, and then there's ones where she's unbelievable. And if this is it, then that's totally. I mean, it seems like I could see Catherine Graham. I know a lot about just because of weird nerdy things about me, and I can really see her killing this role and knocking it out of the park. So I don't think this will be a. Uh, Forrest Foster Jenkins type situation. <laughs> I hope not. Or Into the Woods or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the National Board of Review named for their best films. This would be their Oscar nominees for Best Picture. Um, Baby Driver, Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Downsizing, Dunkirk, The Florida Project, Get Out, Lady Bird, Logan, and Phantom Thread. Cool. Yeah, so, my strong. my five to kind of watch out for. I didn't do anything in the past, um, because I, there will be a few things kind of nominated: Logan, Get Out, think, Dunkirk, Thanks for the Summer. But the, kind of the Oscar season ones that I wrote about coming soon to a newsletter box near you is Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, The Post, um, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I guess maybe I only did four. They maybe. didn't. They didn't. They didn't put the oh, post darkest hour in there because the, the post won best film. So those okay. are the other nominees I named. And darkest hour too. I think we'll get some buzz mm-hmm. at, least, at least in the acting, maybe makeup and stuff like that, cinematography maybe. And then the one that really I don't in this is the Kent and Brian corner, but the one not to sleep on is if this Star Wars movie is awesome. Um, I could. Do you s- think the National Board of Review has seen it though? No, I don't think anyone has. So I don't think it's factored into that. So, but I think if the the one that they're not accounting for, I'm talking just purely Oscars. Um, I don't know if it'll get any performance Oscars, but maybe if best this, picture. Yeah, yeah. If this gets, if this rules as hard as a lot of people think it's going to with Ryan, um, I could see it getting a best picture nomination. That would be awesome. Especially, especially since it's released at Christmas, because it'll be fresh in people's minds. Sure. Um, So that's kind of the one I think, best picture wise, that people are sleeping on. And I'm not even the Star Wars guy, but if it's if it's great, I mean, Force Awakens was borderline. So if this is, it was borderline some acting. I think there was borderline for for uh, Daisy Ridley to get nominated. Sure. I don't know if it was borderline. I think I don't know if it was borderline for best picture, but there were some, there was some buzz and arguments about it not being nominated. Yeah. Uh, if people were like, if it's really this great, why? I mean, there were those articles written. So right. if this one's ten percent better than that, it's going to be hard to keep it out. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, back to Lady Bird. Sure. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Beanie Feldstein as Jules. Yeah, she was hilarious. Who is yeah. this girl? Yeah. No, I I know she. Uh, she. Uh, she's kind of the. She is Jonah Hill's sister. First is she off. really? Yeah, and well, I so, knew he was. I knew he was a Feldstein originally. I didn't know yeah. that was his sister. She's Jonah oh, okay, Hill's. Cool. That makes sense. She's Jonah Hill's sister. Um, she was in that. The only thing I've ever seen her in was in that second Neighbors movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's interesting. She's, she didn't go with the with the uh, middle. She didn't go with her stage name. She went with Feldstein. That's why he went with Jonah Hill because he's like Feldstein's awful. I'm not gonna be Jonah <laughs> Feldstein. Yeah, Hill's his middle name actually. So yeah. So yeah, she's um she's she's uh she's his sister and 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 definitely has his sense of of uh really comedic timing brightening a you know he's at his funniest in a serious movie sometimes even super bad has really serious moments that he 
kind of brings some light to. So yeah, no, she she definitely has that skill. She's the one I think that in if you remember the trailers for Neighbors Two where they run the one girl over with the car. Yes, pretty sure that's that's her as well. That's the only. So she's she's been on both ends of it. Yeah, I thought that her relationship with uh, Christine slash Lady Bird was authentic in there, how they kind of fall in and out of friendship throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Totally. And they, you know, leave each other for a dumb reason and come back to each other. And it's super authentic and sentimental and perfect in all the right ways. Um, I I think their chemistry was great between Christine and, and Jules. Because if that doesn't work, I don't think this movie works at all. Yeah. Let alone what what Lady Bird, uh, any, any of the guy relationships she has with Danny or Kyle throughout the movie. I think the real relationship is A, with her and Jules, and B, with her and her mom. Um, but Lori. Yeah. But um, So Greta says that this movie is about somebody coming of age while somebody else is letting go. So Saoirse coming of age, Lori letting go, and... Um, I think that she tells both of those stories perfectly. I think the scene that's probably the most perfect in describing that is um, Lady Bird's in the car and her mom's telling her, you can't get into these schools. You aren't smart enough. I'm not going to call you Lady Bird. That's not your name. Yeah. And then <laughs> Lady Bird just jumps out of the car while it's going. And then it cuts to a cast. Like she's uh, got her arm in a cast mm-hmm. little for the rest of the movie until the very end when they cut it off. So, there's uh, there's a lot of cool moments like that in the movie where they just kind of set things up and there's payoff uh, at the end. And um, what did you think about her relationships kind of with her friends slash with the two guys that she's with uh, throughout the movie? Yeah, no, you're you're totally right that uh, that you know the the sort of uh, the fluctuation in the seriousness of those friendships is very accurate to that age. <laughs> um, yeah. The, you know that's that i mean you and i we've known each other since middle school i mean we've hated each other all the way through it <laughs> no. um but no but you do but you do uh you do see people all the time that um you know that's just that's real you know you don't really it, the the kind of narrative trope of high school these me, two best friends forever and that yeah. never happens you 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 fall kind of in and out of love with your friends constantly because you're just so hormonal Right. What the the funny thing that kind of described that to me in the movie was when Lady Bird tells uh who's the girl she's trying to impress? Uh Jenna, yeah, Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. That she, that she lives in the this blue house with white shutters. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my house. And then like I did that she, as a little and then, kid. Like, by she the gets way. caught in the lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, she I gets did. caught in Same the lie. Me. And she's like, "Why'd you tell me that?" She's like, "I don't know." <laughs> you know, it's just like something dumb you say when you're in high school trying to impress somebody and you don't know why you did it other than it was in the moment or whatever. And it sounds stupid and you know, it's stupid, but you do it anyway. And, uh, there, that was perfectly descriptive of, of that mm. time, that adolescence. I totally agree. Remember when we went Christmas caroling on the day after Thanksgiving? Wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Oh was, no, it was day after, day after Halloween. It was <laughs> even more, it was even more annoying. That's what was great. That was the bit. It was, it's November 1st and people are just getting over Halloween. <laughs> Kind of starting to begin thinking about Thanksgiving, and then just <laughs> and all of us like, the season. <laughs> in yeah, full ten of us. Yeah. By the way, we're from. We grew up in Fort Worth. 
it'd be a, I don't know, most years, 81 degrees on a November 1st <laughs> right. evening. And we'd be in like full Dickensian stuff that we stole from like the high school theater department yep. with like the looking like we're straight out of the Christmas Carol. And then, yeah, your mean one. <laughs> and the most odd Christmas Carol. Yeah, too. that was the other the normal ones. <laughs> well, the ones that are, that are impossible a... to make acapella. Those 39 the and a half foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to do <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> only musical instruments using our voice no uh so i said this has an affinity for sacramento but it also has that is possible it it also has that thing of i gotta get out of this town anywhere but here kind of a kind of an aspect to it too big city dreams gotta get gotta get to the east coast where my college is gonna cost me sixty thousand dollars Sorry, family. Um, <laughs> the the dream. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it definitely is is that's such a good um, kind of pool for especially in, with our kind of starting with our generation where, gosh, it seems when you watch older films, the narrative is two parents of an eighteen year old. I can't wait for this kid to go to college so we can have our lives back. Um, we can't wait for you to be out of the house. That's like the seventies and eighties and even nineties narrative. Um, it kind of, that changed, right? Where you have these parents that need their kids more than their kids need them. And that you can't leave me my life. You know, the, that generation, uh, for a lot of people really kind of base their self-worth or whatever off their parent, off their children and, and, and their social group and whatever. When that kid leaves, um, it can be really devastating to a parent. And so that's such an easy way to, to kind of cue up some some drama and the you know I want you to stay here why can't you go to college here I want you to stay close stay close stay close that pressure yeah on a kid um is it could be healthy it can be hey you've got to help support this family blah blah or it can be really damaging like you know this person a person may not uh find that you know your goal as a parent I would think is for your kid to kind of have their full potential and if you put that pressure on them um it can lead to them not not doing so because they maybe don't go away to college or, or whatever. So it's a fine line to walk. And so that is a really, it seems like that, that is kind of a trope now because so many people of our generation felt that from their parents. Um, and so it's, it's interesting and it's a really easy narrative device. I don't even mean that as an insult, but it's a great way to apply kind of dynamic pressure, uh, with, with, when you have characters that are, that are parents and children. Yeah, I really appreciated it with this movie that most movies like this that follow this kind of pattern, this coming of age pattern, is that they always end with, oh, driving off to college or, oh, I'm turning 18, everything's yeah. cool, you know, graduating high school and then credits roll as the sure. caps are going in the air, right? This actually had a little kind of epilogue scene toward the end of the movie of her actually going to New York, mm-hmm. dealing with the situation that she put herself in or that she wanted so badly, and then kind of realizing, like, wow, I had it pretty good back then, and having that whole moment where uh, the mom, you know, the dad salvages the letters from the mom, and she reads the letters and all that. It's very sentimental and good, but I just appreciated that little annex of a story that we get at the end, because this movie would have felt a bit incomplete had we not known how... Sure. Uh, Lady Bird ends ends up, or at least um, because it's so funny. She goes to, to what to the East Coast, and then parties too hard the first night she's there, and like gets sick and is in the hospital, and like wakes up in the hospital from alcohol poisoning or whatever it is. Sure, uh, it's just like a rude awakening for her. 
and um her I parents know. are always parents are you never want to admit when your parents are right right like that's the worst thing to say yeah maybe i'm in a little bit over my head like you said i was and i needed to take it easy um, i uh, but, i know someone and i'll tell you who off air uh that <laughs> partied so hard on their college visit Oh, while wow. still in high school, that they got so sick, and then the police called on them. <laughs> oh, good grief! Yeah, <laughs> and then came back and was like, "That's where I'm going to school." Wow. So, uh, you know, takes all kinds. I guess it's funny in this movie too how the pop music is used too. I love how a movie can do yeah. that and use it organically and makes it sense of the story and everything. I love the bit with the Dave Matthews Band. Yes, and them kind of <laughs> tongue in cheek making fun of it. And she, Saoirse, Lady Bird doesn't kind of have turn things around in her own mind until she can admit that she likes Crash Into Me. And uh, <laughs> she's like, no, I like this song. And I like, I love that moment. That's the kind of the moment where the, the most eye opening moment for her personally in the movie. And also, Crimea River, like I mentioned, but also One Hand in My Pocket from. Set or a hand in my pocket and they're listening to that in the car and Lady Bird says randomly did you know she wrote this song in 10 minutes like out of nowhere and uh, it has nothing to do with anything but it's just a funny little like pop up video line that they throw in here but this movie is hey, littered with moments like that and um, hey, I really Kenny, you want to see it. something funny like we yeah. said we're the age of this I happen to look over and see this this wasn't planned but I'll, I'll make you laugh real quick hold on let's see if I can still do this I'm broke but I'm happy I'm poor, but I'm kind. Sorry, right, we go. Oh, like, nope. the car is out of tune. Nope. I know right. it, though, but it's it, the you weird thing about... You got your ball. Yeah. You've got Gosh, your I, know, <laughs> I could fill in for DMB anytime. There it is. There it is. I've, I got it. Hold on. Let's see if I can still get it. You got to sing it, too. In three... Still got it, man. Yeah, Haven't played man. that still since I was it, about bro. 16 years old, but still got it. It's got that cool clock. If you listen to the bass line of the song, the weirdest must... thing, it's the clock chime. It's literally... Yeah. Maybe uh, that means it's super technical music. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> For somebody who doesn't even play guitar, hasn't played it in 14 and a half years, can pick it up. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Must be really technical. Yeah, it's um, pretty tough. Pretty <laughs> tough. Uh, no, I love that. And uh, again, that's just kind of a throwback to our childhood with those things that she threw in here. But again, I mean, this is an experienced director, and she actually did win Best Director from the National Board of Review. So that not, rules. That's not awesome. bad for her first time out, right? And there's some serious contenders in that, right? You got Spielberg in that category this year. Um Pardon me, Joe Wright. Uh, who else has big movies? Edgar Wright, you mean? No, uh, Joe Wright did the Winston Churchill movie. Oh, the but, Yeah, Betty. Edgar Wright, too. Um, and then, uh, uh, oh, uh, PTA. I don't know if that, that was that up for it. Because I know yeah. that a lot of people have seen that. Oh, I don't know the nominees. I just know who won. Yeah, so I'm just saying, if she won yeah. and all those were in it, that's some, that's some serious... Oh, uh, totally. That's not... An off year of directorial talent, you know. Sometimes, it's funny sometimes because, these awards are worth more than other years. If that makes sense. Because and that's of, in that same thing, they named Jordan Peele as best directorial debut, 
So we have huh. her, her and him both it's in like the first films. And he Dak won and best Zeke debut. situation, right? Where right. Who do, you, be who do you give rookie of the year? You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, you should never know. But uh, that's kind of cool that the disaster artist is getting so much buzz because I love that concept and the trailers look funny and um, I just hope that is worth anything because um, apparently it is if it's being on all these lists and winning all these awards. It won best adapted screenplay from uh, from them as well. So really cool. I love Lady Bird. This is going to be tough because I've started to make my own top 10 list of the year. Um, just kind of writing it down and, and every week as I see a new movie, kind of adjusting it and, and reevaluating and rewatching things. This one's going to be a tough one to place. I will yeah. admit because of its simplicity, because there hasn't really been a movie like this kind of a, um, I hate to say a family movie, but one that I could watch with my parents, sister, anybody like that and kind of still enjoy it. Um, it, this movie has been really light on like just movie that appeals to the masses. There's been a lot mm-hmm. of comic book movies and a lot of good horror movies and things like that. Sure. But not really anything in between. This is something like that. And I've I seen appreciated s- that. so many people in my, um, like social media life that are not like nerdy film goers like us that probably see five movies a year. And they're all posting about this, which is encouraging. You know, yeah. it's, that's good. It's, it's, it's re- resonating with people. Um, this and, uh, and then three billboards is doing pretty well too. It's exciting, exciting yeah. times for, for kind of adult. I hate saying adult cinema cause that seems skeezy, but that's what it is. You know, movies for, yeah, not Th- this movie reminded me of the 400 blows just in the kind of the Catholic school element of it in the, yeah. Or it goes down. Remember that movie? Uh, yeah. Or Rushmore too. Yeah. I got a lot of, uh, uh, Jason Schwartzman from totally. from Searsha in this movie. Totally. Uh, not not necessarily the relationship with the student teacher like that movie, but yeah. just the uh, maybe the student part, uh, protagonist part. That was, uh, uh, like that. <laughs> the movie, due to a lot of different Rushmore, I mean, it's not aged particularly well due to a lot of uh, kind of misbehavior by, <laughs> by right. teachers, right? And, and uh, well, not students. They're they're students, but misbehavior by teachers. It's uh. I love that movie. I love, I love it too. I love it too. It's it's so good. It's it's a great film. I just I worry that it's uh sort of greatness may not be appreciated because of you know developments in this in this real world, unfortunately. Um yeah, so so do you think so I was thinking about this. Um do you think Greta will kind of keep making this type of movie? Well, there's kind of three options here. Because it's obviously a deeply personal movie because she grew up in Sacramento as well, kind of went off to New York, is kind of the quintessential cool Brooklyn person. So there's a lot of her and Lady Bird. Is this a story she needed to tell? And she made this maybe the only movie she ever fully kind of artures, uh, writing, directing. Will she make more movies like this? Uh, Sort of slice of life you know, Woody Allen-ish kind of small yeah. ten five to $10 million movies? Or do you see her kind of scaling up from here and maybe doing kind of a mid-budget or... I mean, I, she's never going to direct like Wonder Woman 2 or anything, but something a little... Do you see her, I suppose, becoming more of a filmmaker or yeah. an actress that kind of makes these cool little movies every few years? Or is this it? What do you, what do you kind of see yeah. in the future for her? I don't know. I, I think maybe with how, how I met your dad 
went that she's kind of like given up the whole, I'm going to be a superstar actress bit. Sure. And like, I'm just going to use, do what I know and tell my own stories. And cause I competent in my own talent and I have great people around me to help me do it. Uh, I think that's what I would hope she does is just do stuff like this. Maybe, uh, different, maybe not so autobiographical. I understand she said that nothing in this film has actually happened to her, but it was certainly inspired by her upbringing and people she knew and the kind of life she lived as a, as a child. Right. Maybe she does something a little less personal, but still in this style, this, this drama comedy, lighthearted style I really enjoyed. So hopefully she goes down that path and she gives us more stuff like this, but not necessarily um about high school kids or anything like that. I, I think she she can do what she wants. She's super talented. I'm just blown away at how good this was the first time out. I mean, I I like her as an actress, but you never I mean like imagine this, Richard. Like, oh yeah, Mila Kunis is directing a movie. You're like, oh cool. I'll yeah. see it. Like, but <laughs> yeah. imagine it's as good as anything, you know, Steven Soderbergh's done in the past ten years. So like sure. what? From Mila Kunis, like I like her as an actress, but just never. I'm just super happy that we have another director out there, another up and comer out there. Year like, for, it's good for female um, yeah. filmmakers, and I hope that trend continues because a it's like you know morally, ethically right <laughs> to have kind of equal things, but b the stories are more interesting because like sorry dudes, and I'm not trying to play like. uh crazy feminist here i'm just saying we've kind of told the story from our angles so many times it's not that interesting either. it's just not that it's interesting not, anymore no one cares. Like, <laughs> and so like it's actually i look forward to even though you know if there is a if there is a gender war i'm team dude we'll take you we'll take you ladies out um no but but i'm just but as just someone who likes original interesting movies i'm always more piqued now by a female filmmaker because it's a perspective that i haven't seen a hundred thousand times yeah and i've seen it's it fresh like 14 times and you're like this is cool i like the way these characters think um because guess what half the people in the world <laughs> more than half uh you know have these kind of sensibilities and pressures and quirks and things that you have to deal with so like it's just so much more interesting i'm so glad just you know yes you know, politically and ethically, I'm happy, but also just from purely entertainment wise, I just, I, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's hit grades here, man. Unless you have anything else to say about this. Nope. Um, C minus. I, I like, what are you I think? like? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, just one more thing to comment on. I liked how she, in her relationships, she has the, the guy she dates is kind of like the theater guy sure. and he ends up being gay. And then she goes for a completely different, yeah. kind of guy you know like the kind of punk guy and everything it's just it's just funny to see her in those two different scenes and the like how she reacts to them yeah and stuff and, Saoirse and was the, just great in this i mean i can't great. say it enough she's a great great actress, yeah, like like man. like greta probably could have started this herself but i think it was really cool to pick yeah it's kind of that like uh it's kind of the super bad thing right where yeah. she probably wrote it for herself i don't know i just the impulse she might have wrote it for herself, kind of like Seth Rogen did with the in her own voice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. wrote it in her own voice, like Seth Rogen did for uh, with with uh, Seth, the character of Seth in Superbad, and then he looked too old for it, so they got Jonah Hill, who by the way was like a year younger than him, mm-hmm. um, but he looked like he was eighteen. And Sirius not; she's what twenty five, but she really pulled off being seventeen. Um, mm-hmm. 
so much better than Greta would have. <laughs> so you kind of you you allow uh, good genes to kind of get the good parts sometimes, I suppose. Yeah, I, she's she's a, just an up and coming actress that I'm excited for. I've really enjoyed her in every. In, I've enjoyed her in bad movies. I enjoyed her in The Lovely Bones. Wasn't that it? What well, she was in? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, and Brooklyn's great. If you haven't seen Brooklyn, yeah, um, it's like so much better that, than that was so Oscar-y. Oh, oh, it was, but it's a, it's not, um, it's not as beat down as it as it has to be. Um, you know, it, it has it's it's more entertaining than it seems, but it is Oscar-y for sure. What was she did one? It was like a young adult kind of the host. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That didn't yeah. work out at all. That was another Stephanie Meyer. Uh, I seen her in Byzantium. Joint. I saw that movie. It was about vampires. Oh, it was I pretty, see, that I was a pretty good that. movie. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Enjoy yep. her in that a lot. She's doing yeah. uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Next, it looks like, um, with Margot, David Tennant. That'll be super Oscar-y. And then, um, oh, and the Seagull, too. Which Is that based on the play? Yeah, it's the Chekhov play. Oh, oh that's the, uh, that's uh, Annette Benning and her. I've heard that that's cool, that they're doing a cool version mm-hmm. of the Seagull, but, uh, and Corey Stoll. Yeah, so she's got some interesting stuff coming up. It, Elizabeth Moss, who I think is another... Who's in that? The seagull, I think, is another young, younger actress um, to really keep an eye on. Kind of that next generation of. It's in good hands, man. We've got some great young actresses right now, and they're I doing a remake of The Crucible too. Yeah, with uh, her in it that she. Oh really? Shot before this, apparently. I thought like that was that? the seagull. Though. The I think you're thinking of the seagull because this was shot a while ago. It's completed. This says. Um, Gerwig met with Saoirse Ronan where they were promoting, um, but they she couldn't do it because she had to push it back for a performance of The Crucible. Oh, she was in a play. Oh, okay. okay. She did the play. That's she what she did. I thought okay, she was cool. shooting a movie. Okay. Yeah, cool. That, that's cool. Yeah, she, she's, she's somebody parts, you, need to, is... you need to stick out and uh, stick around to watch. And let's um, see what Greta has coming. I guess I can answer my own question. She's got... Uh, an animated movie called The Isle of Dogs coming out. It's always stop motion. Oh, that's, it's, oh, that's, that's the Wes Anderson. Anderson. That's yeah. the Wes movie. That's right. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, do all the dogs die? Have we made that joke yet? <laughs> Is there <laughs> a, so. a nuclear missile hits the island and uh, they all Spielberg's die? Spielberg's Isle of Dogs, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. Grades for Lady Bird. Uh, this is one of the best movies I've seen all year for yes, sure. Definitely my top five. Uh, it's, it's an A+. Plus. Yep. Done. Market same for can't, me. I can't Book think it. of a flaw right now, honestly. No, it's I. I usually tear even good movies apart just to say what were they thinking, but I still liked it. I can't even think of a negative thing to say about this. It played really well, kind of within itself too. Um, oh yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. It wasn't too CWE, you know, like some of those movies yeah. can be where <laughs> where it's just like Amanda the, Bynes stars in yeah. Lady Bird, and, and it's then the like arrow two, shows up. Yeah, and it's too made for kids of that age. This was—I don't feel like this was made for no it's teenagers. Made for, it's made, made for, for exactly us because it's us when we were yeah, in high school. It's made. I for think so. Yeah, twenty. I think I think high schoolers would like this. I think. Oh yeah, uh, adult, sure. like older people would like this. Um, what's cool, funny too, is where she gets her first cell phone because yeah. we didn't have cell phones for a long time we're until old. like high school, literally in high school. It's yep. weird that like 
three-year-old's have cool cell phones one. now, whatever. I just I was talking about this the other day. I'd kind of kind of forgotten about it. Uh, I had this Nokia phone. If anyone can remember what it was, send a picture, tweet a picture to us. Um, it was a Nokia phone, but it had a rotary dial. Like it was a, the numbers were in a circle, kind of almost like a horseshoe of numbers. For, apparently, that was supposed to be the future of texting. It wasn't. Did not work out. But it, I was like the first camera phone in my class because I got my new phone. I got my phone late, so everyone had like gotten uh, the uh, razor or whatever, the brick phone maybe. And so I got mine late. So mine was like six months newer than everyone. So mine had a camera and I uh, was very cool for about a month and a half. And, uh, Oh, the razor know. was the, the, the razor. The razor was the I think I had the razor up until I had the iPhone. Like that's how legit it was until like something else came along. <laughs> it was the phone, but that's funny. All right. Um, so two A pluses from us. I'm sure uh, Brian I found it. Ken, it's the, uh, look up the Nokia. Let's see what it was. 3650. Oh, you're gonna laugh really hard. Let's see. And listen. Oh my gosh! Laugh. Wow, that's bad. I, I had don't this. Remember you having that? Yeah, I had that for about a year and a half. Yep. Look it up, listeners. Nokia 3650. <laughs> see the rotary style buttons? That <laughs> was gonna is, be the. That's the future right there, Kent. How do you text on that? It's not. I, you like know, like anything, you get used to it. You just get used to it, and then it becomes. Then it's weird to go back. But yep. Rotary numbers, just like the 1950s, but like I wonder how future. much you could get one for right now. <laughs> I should bring it back. Oh, it I'm mad three hundred dollars on eBay. I had a picture of myself and Bill Walt, American Treasure Bill Walton on that phone, and there was no way to export it because you couldn't MMS from it, you couldn't email from it, and there was no cord to like get it to your computer. So there, that, when, that, when that phone from. died, the picture of me and Bill Walton died with it. Very sad. That is sad. All right, two A pluses from us. We're going to get Brian's grade eventually, but go see Lady Bird. It was hard for me to go see this. I had to go to a non-normal theater. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's already it's, made, it's already made $11 million. Yeah, it's, it's a $10 million wider release. Movie. And I think people, I think it'll keep getting wider because this has awesome buzz. So I think, um, and it's not too art housey. I think I could see this. This could make 30, 40 million really high end, but I, I think it'll definitely make 20. Well, um, one, yeah. one thing I can't, Say that it's very historically accurate. I mean, Lady Bird didn't really go to I know uh, that's high school in 2002. She was way before that, <laughs> almost a hundred years before that. <laughs> so, um, like her husband, the yeah, it's all allegory, obviously. Oh, okay. And oh, that makes. Sense. I just thought it was kind of sloppy because, again, I mean, I'm looking at my LBJ biographies, the Robert Caro <laughs> series, right in front of me, and there's many chapters on Lady Bird. Um, first off, she didn't really know her mother. She was actually raised by her doting and very wealthy father and then a, and like a, an aunt. So that dead on is already wrong, right? She's not, that relationship's already way off. Um, yeah. So I just didn't care for the accuracy. <laughs> so D minus. You, <laughs> Rotten we, we do know you're, you're well versed on all things LBJ. So <laughs> I am. I it's my, one, of my, one of my weird wheelhouses. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Lady Bird, Claudia, directed Alta, Lady by Bird Johnson, by the way, directed Claudia by Greta Alta. Garwig, is in theaters now. Uh, Richard, where can we find you online? You can find me on all of that pesky social media at Richard Barden. That's B A R D O N. You can find me on the Mad About Movies podcast website or the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter, which, as I mentioned, is coming out uh, first week of December. And hey, uh, we do this every once in a while. Go on iTunes, leave us a review, five stars, preferably. Write a little nice something. This helps with. The advertisers helps us uh, actually break even on this little show, which is always nice. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, go over to go over to iTunes or whatever Google Play, whatever you use. If they give you, I don't know, do they let you leave reviews in Google Play? Um, and uh, leave us a five star with a nice little blurb. And you know, maybe you'll get one read online or on a, on a show. Maybe we'll do that. Kent, where can I find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the Twitter, Instagram, and Snap at Kent Garrison. And find our show, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Send us pretentious um, FU type emails mm-hmm. as well. We love those. Keep them coming. <laughs> yeah. We're sure that this review wasn't good enough for somebody. So please let us know. And um, until then, uh, we will see you. <laughs> Guys, next week when we talk Pixar Coco, I think we're actually talking about that right now. So download that right after this and uh, have a great on time. We'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.